show where your business is starting to feel like it should with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today, you will learn how to hire a virtual assistant. This is a jam-packed lesson, so we're going to have two parts to this lesson. Today is part one, and tomorrow's episode will be part two. For most of us, a virtual assistant will be our first employee. So we want to make sure we do it right, and that's why I decided to create a lesson, or actually two lessons on this. I'm going to walk you through the steps of how to make sure that you're getting somebody that you need, and how do you make sure you find the right person for your business. As usual, there's no fluff here, so let's get down to business. Firstly, I have to come out and say it and say, I really don't like the term virtual assistant because I see this person as a team member, somebody that's going to join your team and benefit your business. I'm talking about somebody who's actually going to roll up their sleeves and do the work that needs to be done in order to run your business. So I really don't like this term virtual assistant, but we're going to use it because it's the common term what people know is a VA or a virtual assistant. And this just means somebody that works remotely. They could work in another country or another state or just another town. But the point is they don't work in the same office as you do. They're doing their tasks, they're doing their job virtually. So what are the advantages of hiring a virtual assistant? Well, it's very cost effective because you don't need to hire somebody in-house. And there's plenty of people that would love to pick up the work and be a part of your team uh, from home or from where they live. And you can hire somebody who's part-time or full-time. And with technology these days, with email and Skype and Google Hangouts, you can pretty much have the same relationship with a virtual assistant as you would have with any kind of employee they would hire in-house or in your own office. They just can't get coffee for you or something like that, but you can get your own coffee. I can't stress how important it is to take this opportunity to hire somebody who's going to be an integral part of your team and not just somebody you want to hire just to boss around. If you want to boss around somebody, you got bigger problems. So the first step of hiring a virtual assistant starts with you. You need to sit down and write down a job description. You have to write down what you want this person to do. What do you want him or her to carry out every day? What tasks do you want to offload to this person? Now, my advice is to make sure you offload the tasks that are time sensitive or require you to intervene in order for your business to run. So this could be like social media. You know, social media has to go out every day. You need to make sure that that happens. And if you miss a day, it's a problem. So you need to make sure that there's somebody doing that. That's a good task to, you know, offload. It could be administrative tasks like answering emails, customer service emails. It could be scheduling. Like say, for example, you want somebody to schedule your interviews for your podcast. Things that take your time and are also time sensitive. You have to get back to them or you have to do it at a certain amount of time. And I I personally don't like that pressure, that pressure of like, oh my gosh, I haven't gone back to this person. Oh my gosh, I haven't, you know, sent out my, you know, social media for the day. So this is, uh, these are some of the tasks you can kind of outline and say, okay, I want the person I'm going to hire to take care of these things so I don't have to worry about it. Remember, when you're hiring somebody, you're leveraging time. You can't duplicate yourself, but you can duplicate time by hiring somebody, right? So that person could take on the time that you were spending doing something or a task that was very time-consuming. So again, the first step is just write down in your job description what are the tasks this person is going to do. You need to make sure that this person is aware this is what you want them to do when when they're hired. So if this means they need to be a good English communicator, a good writer, 
then you need to make sure that is clear in your job description. If they're going to be doing social media tweets and Facebook statuses and all that stuff, then they're going to need to have a good command of English in order to do that properly. So make sure you include that in your job description. You also want to include any kind of tech requirements, what kind of uh, computer they need to have or what kind of internet connection they need to have in order for you to hire them. Remember that sometimes you're going to have to hire somebody overseas and you don't, you're not sure exactly how good their internet connection is going to be. Some places they're great, the internet connection might be even better than yours. And some, they're not so great. So you need to make sure that you put that in the job description. You may want to include salary and hours as well. We'll talk about salary in a bit. So when I say hours, you know, what hours of the day are they going to be working? How many hours? Now, you can hire a virtual assistant for part-time work, which is 20 hours a week, or full-time work, which is 40 hours a week. Now, there's two schools of thought of when you hire a VA, should you start with a part-time worker or a full-time worker? Now, obviously, salaries will differ depending on how many hours they're going to be working. Now, since I mentioned salaries, let's let's talk about it for a bit. Now, overseas workers like uh, virtual assistants in India, in the Philippines, in Bangladesh, the typical salary for a virtual assistant in those areas is as low as $450 US dollars a month to up to around $600 a month. Now, $600 is somebody who's really, really amazing, somebody that really has so much experience and has worked in a you know, maybe a, uh, a business just like yours before. So they're really highly, highly qualified. For part-time work, it's around 200 to 300 a month. Now remember, that's 20 hours a week. Now, often when you hire somebody part-time, they may be doing other work. So they may be kind of distracted or they may be, um, you know, have other commitments. They may pull off your work perfectly fine, but what if later on you want to have them work full-time. They may not be able to do it. So remember that if you're hiring part-time, that's the risk you're going to run, where you might be hiring them for 20 hours a week, and then you say, hey, I need more time. I need you to work four hours a week. But hey, I can't do it. I have another job. You know, you hired me part-time. And you've already trained up that person, and, and you're not going to be able to you know, take their hours and, and increase them to 40. So you're going to have to hire somebody else. And in this instance, you're in another you know, pickle. Are they, you going to hire another part-timer or are you going to hire a full-timer? You already got somebody, you know, working 20 hours a week. Are you going to let that person go? It's a little bit of a, you know, a, a problem. So a lot of people prefer to just hire full time, even if they don't have that much work to start with. You know, they spend the first month or two, you know, making sure they're they're trained on your systems and, and you ease them into it. And then by that time, you'll have plenty of work to give them. So they're filling out their 40 hours a week. Now, when it comes to salary, you can set a base salary. Say, for example, you say, okay, I'm going to pay you $450 a month for full-time work, and then you can give them some incentives because you want to make sure you're grooming this person, that they're motivated, and that they grow with you in the company. Remember, I see this person as an asset to the company that are going to really take your business to the next level by taking care of work that is taking so much of your time. So what we like to do is do some salary increments. So every three months after an evaluation, we take a look at how you know the employee is doing, and if, if so, we tell them that after every three months, we'll increase your salary by $25. So maybe if we start at $450, then you would go to $475, and three months after that, it would be $500, you know, and then after that, $525. So the point is that every three months, they have a chance to get a raise, and that's very, um, and that's very attractive to the employee because it means that if I work hard and if I commit myself to this person, then I will be able to, you know, get a raise and make more money and have more money every month. It's not just, you know, a one-time bonus. Speaking of bonuses, you have to take a look at the country that this person that you're hiring is from. Some countries are used to a annual bonus. So, for example, in the Philippines, 
Many employers give a month salary at the end of the year as a bonus. So they call it the 13th month. So this is optional, but you know, if you even if they're not in the Philippines, I recommend you do this as an end of year kind of bonus if they're doing well and you can evaluate and give them this bonus. It's a lot easier to hang on to great employees than it is to rehire. I know this from management. So make sure that you add some incentives to their salary as well as, you know, just you know, for hanging on with you and being a great employee. Also, maybe give them some opportunities to develop themselves. Maybe give them a uh, membership to lynda.com. That way they can improve themselves as an employee. If you're not familiar with lynda.com, but lynda.com is a place where you can learn about all different types of things from software to writing to social media. So it's, it's a really great place for professional development. We'll put a link in the show notes for today's show. And you can get to today's show notes at 100mba.net slash mba101. All right, so after you complete your job description, it's completely thorough. You write down all the tasks you want them to do, you know, attention to detail, all these things. There's one little thing I would include in the job description, and that's making sure that they're reading the job description. A lot of people that apply to jobs, they don't read the job description and they just, you know, reply and say, I like this job, I want this job, you know, hire me. You know, you want them to make sure they have an attention to detail, that they're actually taking the time to take a look at your website, take a look at what you do. So, at the end of the job description, what we like to do is put a little thing where it says, when applying for this job, start your application with, and we put a sentence like, you'd be crazy not to hire me because, and you complete the sentence. So that way I know that they actually read through the application because they, if they start their application with that sentence, that means, hey, okay, I have attention to detail and I've actually read to the end of this application and I'm starting my application with that sentence. So it's a little trick that we do and it really helps. All right, once you have a job description all laid out, what do you do next? Well, you're going to need a service, a service that's going to help you find the right VA for you. There are a lot of options when it comes to recruitment services. There's a great website that we stumbled upon by a friend of ours, Nick Loper. Uh, Shout out to you, Nick, who uh, created a website called (laughs) virtualassistantassistant.com. Pretty funny, virtualassistantassistant. So he assists you in getting a virtual assistant. Now, he is not a recruitment service himself, but he reviews all the different kinds of recruitment services out there. Now, there's recruitment services that are based overseas. There's ones that recruit for U.S.-based VAs. So people that are living in America um, will tend to have better English and tend to have better communication skills. It's not a guarantee, but uh, that's, that's what the theory is behind um, having American-based uh, virtual assistants. So you should check out his site, virtualassistantassistant.com. We'll put it in the show notes as well. After checking virtualassistantassistant.com, we found out there are three top players that you should check out. Again, these people are not sponsoring the show. They have nothing to do with the show, but this is just what we found out from our homework. The first one is onlinejobs.ph, and this is basically a uh, membership site where you pay $50 a month, and you can have access to their database of different employees or people looking for jobs. Uh, in the Philippines. And there are all different kinds of jobs, not just virtual assistants. So the, the bulk is virtual assistants, but there's also, you know, PHP programmers, there's, you know, web developers, there's graphic designers. So if you're looking for different types of uh, employees, that's a great resource. And it's only $50 a month. And what you do is you put up your job posting up there, your job description, and you'll see a whole flood of people applying for your job. 
and you just filter through those jobs and you um, set up you know interviews for them through Skype. And we'll talk about that in tomorrow's episode, how to do those interviews and how to set up those interviews. It's a little bit of um, legwork because you have to put up the post and you have to you know, uh, vet through all these CVs and then set up the interview yourself. But it's a great option and we've used it in the past. The next one is virtualstafffinder.com and this is run by Chris Ducker. You may have heard of him and he's kind of built a reputation of knowing how to hire virtual assistants or how to build a company with virtual assistants. And he has a service where if you give him the job description, he will find three candidates for you to interview. You give him a time, uh, they'll uh, set up the interviews for you. So it's a little bit of more of a full service recruitment company where uh, they'll do a little bit of more of the legwork. Uh, I think it's $500 right now for you to um, use their services. So you may want to check them out as well if you are limited on time and you don't want to vet through CVs. We'll put all these links in the show notes for today. And the last one you may want to check out is Zirtual, which is like virtual but with a Z, Zirtual.com. And this is a U.S.-based uh, option. So if you want a, a, somebody who's you know based in America, so the time zones are not that different and maybe their communication skills are a little bit better. Again, it's not a guarantee. You know, I, there's a lot of people in the Philippines and other countries that their communication skills and English is, you know, they're fantastic. So, so you should check out um, Zirtual if you really want somebody who's based in America. Maybe the time zone thing is, is a little bit of a problem for you. They are more pricey than the other ones. And the big difference between online jobs, virtual staff finder, and Zirtual when it comes to paying your employee is that online jobs and virtual staff finder will just recruit the employee for you. They'll find you the employee. And then once you guys meet and you agree that you want to work together, that's it. You guys go ahead and have a relationship. You pay them privately via PayPal or whatever. And uh, that's it. That's pretty much it. You you work that out yourself. With Zirtual, you pay them and then they'll pay the employee. And Zirtual is, again, more expensive than the other ones when it comes to paying your employee. You need to check out their website to see all their pricing. But it's a great option if you want somebody who's in the U.S. and you're based in the U.S. and you want to be, you know, the time zones are not that different. All right, guys, that wraps up part one of how to hire a virtual assistant. Tomorrow's part two where we talk about how you interview one, how do you choose one, and how do you get them on board? How do you actually start training them and make sure that they're a part of your team? And also some things to look out for, some things to make sure that you are aware of before you start working with your new virtual assistant. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. We love the fact that you guys listen every day. It's fantastic. If you enjoy the show, if you find it beneficial, if you find that you're learning and and you find that it's useful, we'd love to hear about it in an iTunes rating and review. You can learn how to leave us an iTunes rating review by visiting 100mba.net slash show. Guys, I want to leave you with this. It's really important for you to nail how to hire your first virtual assistant, your first employee, because once you do it once and you kind of know how to do it, it's going to be easy for you to do it again and again and again. It's very common for you to start hiring more and more people as you hire your first one, because when you hire your first employee, they do a lot of work. They generate more uh, business for you because they're doing things and freeing you up to be able to increase sales and you'll need more people to help you out. So make sure you take it seriously as well as you know take notes as you're going along. So when you do it again, uh, it's super easy and uh, you're just kind of just going through the procedure. So guys, I hope this was helpful and don't forget part two of this lesson is tomorrow. So tune in and I'll see you then. Take care.